0: Welcome to Bhavika's Chat Show. This is your host, Bhavika Kocher. I speak to interesting personalities from different domains like customer success, product management, entrepreneurship, and much more. So let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to the second episode of Bhavika's Chat Show. Today we have a very special guest with us and it's none other than Tyler Wunderlich. Hey Tyler, how are you?
1: Good, good. Thank you so much for having me.
0: It's a, it's a pleasure to host you for sure. And uh, 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 Tyler has worked at a couple of companies like uh, OnQ, Balto, Wonder Lake, and he's currently working as a uh, senior director of customer success at HIA. So uh, Tyler, how how is your role there? If you, can, if you can let us know a bit about your role at HIA currently.
1: Yeah, so my, my role really is to own all of our post-sale operations. So that includes uh, servicing of our customers as well as uh, you know, customer success operations. Um, and you know, it's, 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 it's great because I got to work with tons of different types of customers, right. uh, both at executive levels, individual levels. Uh, and you know, my team's responsible for net revenue retention and gross revenue retention.
0: Got it, got it. And one quick question Tyler that I just have on top of my mind. Uh, since you are a senior director of CS here, of course, you'll have a large team to handle, right? So, uh, how do you handle people differences as, as a leader?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I think the most important thing with, with people differences, whether it's uh, cultural or independent, what, whatever, is, is really just to sort of be yourself and understand you are people. Uh, and I think in, in the world of uh, Zoom, where, where you can't always meet people face-to-face, uh, that requires a lot of uh, Zoom conversations and, and hopefully face-to-face conversations at some point, uh, just to get to know people at an individual level, uh, that's, that's really important.
0: Right, that, that's very true, because if you have that human element in your interactions at work or in mentorship, wherever you go, I think you'll be able to uh, touch the, the, the life of the other people, right? And that's, that's how uh, we can actually make this world a better place. Definitely right? agreed awesome so tyler let's go ahead with the with the topic that you'll be enlightening us on today which is uh, leveraging data to make uh, meaningful decisions right so uh, i'll give you some time so that you can uh, help us learn more about this how can we leverage data to the best of its capability at any kind of job whether it's customer success product management or or anything out there but how do you make use of data because data is the new oil
1: Yes, uh, I, I definitely agree. Um, so, you know, a little bit, uh, you know, as, as you already mentioned, so, you know, I've been running customer success teams for the last seven years, uh, you know, times at, you know, Balto and Oncue and, and now at Haya. Um, and so, for those of you who don't know what Haya is, uh, we, we really have two separate products one spam and spoof protection mobile phone, uh, and the second okay. is branded caller ID. Uh, okay. And so, the second uh, for branded caller ID, that's, that's really all around. Uh, providing reputation or or, you know providing uh, the opportunity with branded calls and logos for consumers so that they understand who's calling um, uh, which which helps enables to increase contact rates, answer rates, things like that. Um, So you know to your point um, uh, uh, you know around data you know my my charter uh, originally with Balto and with uh, OnCue was really to build out the customer success teams from scratch uh, and at high end now, we're we're sort of focusing on deploying revenue uh, uh, against our commercial goals and revenue strategies against our commercial goals goals with a heavy emphasis on expansion revenue. So, you know, the constant that that I found at all three of these different roles was really to, to what you mentioned the importance of data, right? Yes. And so, uh, we live in a world where uh, there are so many different tools, right? You've got uh, uh, you know product tools and CRM yeah. tools and conversations. Uh, and so there's there's a lot of data at our fingertips, and it's all about how we can you know capture it and also how we can use it.
0: True, true. That's that's very true, Tyler. Because uh, um, as a customer success manager, also if I talk about myself, I think there is no such day where I do not work with data. Data is required at every place because until unless you crunch the numbers, you analyze the data how would you know that what kind of insights can can come out of that and how would you be able to help your customer, right? So everywhere data exists, which is is why this is a very, very important topic to discuss. Absolutely. Awesome, thank you Tyler for uh, uh, giving us a couple of more insights there. Uh, I'll start with my uh, rounds as part of this chat show. And the next round is my favorite, which is called the rapid fire round i am very sorry i do not have any chocolate hampers for you <laughs> but but definitely uh, i would be your um, uh, cheerleader and i definitely want you to um, uh, like pass all these questions with great marks so if you allow me should i should I start with that
1: yeah that sounds great go for it
0: <laughs> awesome okay let's go ahead with our first question how do you decide that you should take this data point into consideration or not? Like, is this a good data point or is this a bad data point? What should you like take like consider into your mind when you are deciding the optimum data points for your analysis?
1: I think the most important question to first ask before you start looking at data uh, and you know spending time is what is the outcome that I'm trying to drive? Sure. Right. So, for example, um, is 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 what I'm trying to do. Uh, provide risk mitigation to my CSMs so that we're more aware of customers that may be a churn risk. Or uh, on the yes. flip side, are we trying to identify leading indicators for expansion? Right. So as yes. soon as you sort of get your hypothesis set, uh, then you can start going out and figuring out um, is it a good data point or a bad data point. Uh, and especially yes. early on in startups, you know what what you want to do is you want to you want to test everything, right? And uh, you you find that your you know gut yes. instinct typically is correct. Um, uh, But oftentimes, you know, it's not. And so, uh, again, start with, hey, uh, I want to mitigate risk with this customer. So these five different data points seem like they may be useful, uh, and then see how it goes, and then, you know, pivot over time.
0: Correct, correct. That's true Tyler, because when you're analyzing data, you know there's there's so much of data on the table, but that's where the real skill lies. You'll have to decide that which data point you should take into consideration and which you should ignore. Because if you have too much data also on the table, it brings a lot of confusion with itself, right? And specifically when you are presenting that data to your customer. So you have to be crystal clear while uh, presenting the data to anyone out there, maybe your stakeholders, customer, C-level executives, whosoever is there.
1: That's right. And also, you know, customers, they they don't care about their product usage. They don't care right. about, you know, things that, that that may be important to us as customer success professionals. What they ultimately care about is, uh, why did I sign up for your tool? And am I, you know, ultimately uh, achieving that outcome uh, that, right. that, that I intended to drive when I first bought, right? That's That's, that's right. what they care most about.
0: Definitely, definitely. That's why that's why we always say when you when you onboard an account or when you have just started talking to a customer, it's always very important to talk to them related to their goals, the goals that they're chasing, because otherwise it'll all go in vain. The entire energy that you've put as a CSM, right?
1: Yeah, I definitely agree.
0: Great. Okay, let's go ahead with the second question. Uh, Do you have any uh, tools uh, into your consideration where you feel like that, yes, for uh, analyzing data, uh, one should use such tools? Some of these tools are really great. I know, of course, they can have different challenges like pricing and features, which is fine. But if we ignore those points and we feel like that, okay, one should definitely use X tool over Y tool or some tools which you have used in the past in your experience.
1: Yeah, you know, I think that it's, Obviously, most most companies, uh, uh, even early startups, have CRMs, right? right. And so, um, you know, I think most people right now use Salesforce, um, right. and Salesforce is great mostly for, um, you know, your, your CSM's communications with customers, right? And so the right. data points that I'm looking at there uh, is, you know, each of our touch points with our customers, uh, how are we capturing that information, storing it in our CRM? That's great. It's pretty, that's, that's sort of ground level uh, table stakes for CS and, 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 you know, basic data points. Um, from there I'm a huge fan of uh, pendo pendo for product yeah. data right yeah. being being able to see uh, how our customers using the products uh, are they logging in um, right. you know I think they, they've got a really interesting thing called their their uh, BDF score which is okay. breadth depth and frequency uh, that's okay. that's a great way to sort of look at you know usage data uh, which again <laughs> is more of a leading indicator uh, not necessarily uh, uh, yeah. uh, right. you know piled in with 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 the, the lagging indicator that we're looking for right. Um and then, you know, thirdly, um, I, I'm also a big fan of, you know, like uh, uh, speech analytics tools. So, um, Chorus is, is a great example of yes. one where you can look at conversations and, and mine really important information uh, that can help you to drive conversations with your customers.
0: Correct. Correct. I, I so, so agree with you. Of course, these tools are wonderful. And apart from that, Tyler, if we, if we want to analyze some of the data, there are some other tools like Tableau, of course, Excel is widely present, but if you have to choose one between uh, Tableau and Excel, wh- what's your preference? Because now I see the world is changing. A lot of people are, uh, are giving preference to Tableau because there's cool visualization, you have cool features out there. Uh, what do you prefer out of these two?
1: I think it depends on the state of your company. Uh, really early on, you're probably using Excel, uh, 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 you know, Google Sheets, which yes. truthfully, I, yeah I think that uh, as, as a newer CS team or a newer organization stick with mm-hmm. that for a while right there's there's no real need to use really strong bi tools uh, okay. right off the, the get-go right so that, that sort of scrappiness almost helps as you're able to afford and, and get into something like a tableau um, uh, you know those the, those stronger bi tools are amazing right my right. My, my one uh, sort of sort of bone to pick with the, the strong bi tools typically is uh, Oftentimes they're not actionable, like you may have the data, but unless you have somebody that, that can actually internalize the data um, and operationalize it, uh, you're, you're getting a lot of information that you may not being, uh, be able to use within your customer conversations.
0: Correct, And that's where I think business analytics will come into place because just having data or information doesn't really serve the purpose. You need to connect those data points to your business so that you can fetch an insight out of it and present this wherever you really want to, right? So you you very rightly mentioned that, uh, Tyler. Let's go ahead with the third question. Um, uh, of course, there would have been many instances, many scenarios in the past where you must have helped your customers uh, with the data. Could you, could you like share with us an example or a scenario where uh, just presenting a couple of data points changed the entire story?
1: Yeah. Um, so one of, one of the, the, the cool experiences that I had at Balto was, you know, building out our expansion process, right? So our okay. customer success team is responsible for expansion revenue. And so one of the, uh, the strategies that we deployed uh, to, you know, really enable ourselves to hit expansion revenue was setting up A-B tests with okay. every single one of our customers post-sale, right? And okay. so with our customers, what we would do is half of them would be using Balto. Uh, which okay. is a real-time speech analytics product, um, and the other half would not be using Balto. And
0: okay. at the end,
1: um, you know, almost every single time we'd see a huge lift of the teams that were using Balto uh, in in their contact centers. However, there was one opportunity where uh, this this tried and strategy didn't work the way we intended it to work. We didn't drive okay. the outcome that we were intending to drive, um, okay. and it it looked you know on the surface a failure, but. Okay. Uh, as we started digging into the data, the metric that we were measuring while that Mm -hmm. didn't change, some of the underlying metrics that were just as important, uh, in this case, uh, uh, collection rates, uh, they actually increased, right? So as as a contact center, if you're trying to have higher conversion rates, Mm -hmm. um, uh, that's generally a a really strong metric uh, for your organization. Um, However, uh, uh, average collections um, or uh, healthcare policies, sold things like that, just as important. Yeah. So, if you sort of look at one point and you miss a bunch of the underlying ones that may be indicative of your company's or your product success, um, uh, they they ultimately can hurt you uh, and they can make it so that you can't close that deal or deliver a really strong customer experience.
0: True, true. That's, I think, that's wonderful. That's that's very true. It's just about checking out where you can put what kind of data. And how can it be of use to your customer or to your stakeholders? So very rightly mentioned, Tyler. Uh, let's go ahead with the last uh, question in the rapid fire round. Uh, did you face any challenges while leveraging data? Of course, one thing that I have in my mind is there'll be many data points on table. It brings complexity. That's one. But do you have any challenges Do have you faced any challenges in the past where you felt like, uh, leveraging data is becoming a task. It's becoming difficult for you.
1: Definitely, definitely. Um, and I, I think that's really common, right? Because, you know, as I mentioned earlier, there are so many different data points and uh, uh, it's, it's very easy to do something once, but to make it repeatable uh, and ultimately to make it a habit for you and your team takes a lot of time uh, and a lot of coaching. Right. right. And so. Right. Um, uh, yeah, there's there's been many times where uh, I've tried to get tools and I've been getting data points. You know, maybe you're creating a, a health score, right? Yeah. And maybe that health score is slightly indicative of uh, uh, customer health or, right. um, uh, uh, you know, potential for the customer to renew or expand. But uh, a lot of times people want perfection and you're never going to get that perfection, <laughs> right? It's a right. constant iteration yeah. over time. Of course. Um, and so I, I really like to think about, uh, uh, you know, sort of overcoming this problem in, in you know three three various steps. The first is see the data. Uh, the second is to understand it, and then the third is to operationalize it. Right? How do we actually take action from it? And so that third one being the most important, right? Because if I can't take it and turn it into some repeatable action, uh, it's it's a waste. It's an it's it's an absolute waste, and you're not going to be able to drive that uh, that that habit with your team
0: true 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 that's very true and thank you for sharing those three steps i think it will definitely help so many people out there who have a lot of data to analyze so thank you Tyler Uh, i think you have uh, passed with flying colors Next time when I'm flying to U.S., I'm definitely getting for you a chocolate hamper. <laughs> uh,
1: thank you. That sounds great. <laughs>
0: awesome. Okay, let's go ahead with our next round, which is called the three W's, which I, uh, like I generally ask these questions to all of my guests because I really want to understand their perspective. And uh, these are very common basic questions. I'll just go ahead with the first one for now, which is your favorite customer success book and why?
1: I love the Customer Success Professional Handbook, um, and it's uh, yeah, it's 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 a great book, and honestly, I I recommend it to anybody that's trying to get into customer success um, uh, or folks on my customer success team because it's uh, a, a lot of it is is what I've used to help sort of figure out my team strategy, both uh, on the you know service side of customer success as well as the uh, um, uh, CS management side of the business. Good. So. Um, it's 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 a great read uh, and it's it's short and it's it's very engaging too
0: i i definitely agree with you there because i can read that book i think any number of time it's 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 always a treat to read that book because uh, you learn something new every time so uh, it's my personal favorite too great okay let's go ahead with the second question which is very popular these days which is what do you think cs will look like in 2022 or maybe in the near future how do you think this will revolutionize? Because a lot of people have different opinions around this. And I really want to know your take on this.
1: Yeah, I think most, most people's opinions are probably right. Uh, they're, they're not too, too you know, far distant from where customer success is today. And um, I'll, I'll try to give an answer that's, that's somewhat in that boat, but also maybe a little bit uh, different. Uh, one okay. is you know, table stakes for customer success teams has to be um, uh, revenue generating. Right. Mm-hmm. a lot of you know I've, I've heard of a lot of customer success teams that aren't uh, uh, you know closely tied to renewal or expansion revenue. And mm-hmm. the problem there is if you're far away from the dollars, it's very hard to get budget for your function. Okay. So I think most, if not all of customer success teams will have some commercial responsibility okay. as we sort of get into the future. Um, and And so the second part of that, and of course, you know I'm going to make it around data is, uh, there, there's gonna be a further centralization of data to make it easy for yeah. customer success teams to drive behavior and activity with their customers, right? And so there's True. so many great customer success tools, uh, yeah. there's so many great data tools, and the ability to sort of tie that into one singular marketplace um, yeah. where CSMs um, you know, are, are able to uh, uh, drive action a lot faster, uh, yeah. to me feels like a really you know, strong theme that we're gonna be driving towards, whether it's through AI, machine learning, uh, uh, you know, additional avenues of uh, uh, data science, th- those sorts of things will become very, very popular in uh, the near-term uh, future.
0: Correct. Right. And and to that point, Tyler, I li- I'd like to add one more thing, which is uh, very, um, like, it, it, it's in line with what you mentioned that for CSMs, it's very important to have data in one place because they're coordinating with different departments, they're handling their customers queries, a lot of things they're doing day in and day out. Uh, we need to make things easier for them so that the data is in place and they can, they can take care of a lot of things like on the same platform. They don't have to actually rush between two or three platforms, checking these data details on something else, checking about the product adoption in some other on some other dashboard that creates a lot of, uh, it's a pain point for a CSM. So if you have things in one place, it definitely helps you uh, do things faster as well. And then secondly, efficiently also
1: yeah great
0: right. right okay let's go ahead with the last question of course since you've been working in cs for now so many years you have great work experience with so many companies um what would be that one advice that you would like to give uh, to to a to a newbie out there who's who's just trying to get into cs domain
1: yeah you know i think one is you don't have to start in customer success to get into customer success, right? And, and, right. and a lot of people don't, a lot of people start in sales or yeah. products uh, and, and you bring really great skill sets uh, directly into your customer success role. So I'd say for those looking to get into customer success, uh, immerse yourself there. There's an amazing customer success, uh, thought leadership community. Uh, yeah. And simply by, um, you know, reaching out to uh, amazing professionals or uh, you know joining different communities, that's that's a great way to start. Um, for for folks that are currently in a customer success role and they're looking to you know broaden their career or advance their career, you know really, I think the most important point there is um, engage yourself and mm-hmm. immerse yourself in conversation uh, with your leaders and your leaders' leaders, right? And so uh, as a CSM sometimes it's very, difficult to do that, because you're, you're dealing with a lot of, uh, yeah. you know, whether it be customer challenges or customer responsibilities, but if you can understand your company's strategic direction, and mm-hmm. you can start to ask your customers questions and, uh, you know, bring uh, the voice of the customer into those conversations, yes. uh, not only are you going to help yourself progress, but you're going to help, help your company in a really, really special way
0: correct correct. that's that's very right Tyler because uh, as a CSM yes uh, there are a lot of things on the table but when you connect with your leadership or like you mentioned your leaders leaders as well that's how you penetrate in the system and that's how you can actually get that uh, uh customers voice into the system you because you are the voice of your customer you're, you're working for your customer you can actually represent them in front of your leadership and that's how the company will also progress like you like you just mentioned but there's this one quick question tyler that i would like to ask you here is that uh what do you think uh should be the cadence of this like if there are people out there who want to reach out to their leaders or leaders leaders how do you think they should organize this in their daily schedule do you think they should Talk about this every month, or is there any cadence around it? Like, what are your thoughts around that?
1: You know, I don't, I don't know if it's necessarily a structured cadence, but but what it definitely is is y- you want to bring problems and solutions, right? right? As nice. as a CSM, if 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 you've got um, uh, you know a question, or maybe you have some sort of product improvement that you feel like will just make such a difference your customer to achieve his or her goal um instead of just coming to you know your leader and saying hey this is you know this is what i want this is a yeah. problem um i think it's been, instead of coming hey this is what i want this is a problem this is why i think it's gonna be beneficial to my customer to uh, the rest of my customer base to our other csms right so you're sort of representing not only the voice of your customer um but uh the voice of uh, um, all of your other csms customers as well so to answer your question though it's i don't know if it's like a standard cadence but um yeah whenever you feel like you've got real value to to bring in that yes. uh, sort of conversation do it right. I, you know I, if it's if it's my csm's and it's and it's daily or weekly that's great right i right. I, I love okay. that i love having those conversations
0: correct, correct. Yeah. that's that's why i really wanted to ask if there's a cadence and i think the right answer to it would be that uh, as and when they like it like if they feel like they really want to discuss something there's something valuable that the leadership should know about go ahead like ask them because i think Asking them questions or sharing with them the information will definitely help the entire con- uh, company in the long run.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely.
0: Great, Tyler. Of course, I am enjoying this conversation with you and I do not want to let you go. But yes, I, I, I'll have to. Uh, thank you so much for being such a great guest on the show. And uh, I hope you liked uh, being on the show as well.
1: I did. Thank you so much for having me. I, I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you, Tyler. Take care.
1: See you. All right. Bye.
0: I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if yes, please spread the word. I would love to know your feedback. Hence, feel free to drop me a ping over LinkedIn. Stay tuned to many more interesting episodes. See you.